Hello everyone, welcome back to Grown Ups the Podcast. Happy Monday, Ellie. How are you? Happy Monday, everyone. Guys, this is the worst I've ever felt in ages. I'm freaking the fuck out. I got my date on Thursday for my like exam slash interview thing. And ever since I've just been nervous. Like the nerves are real. Ugh, life is over for three weeks, basically. The pressure is getting what's up <laughs> girl I really thought guys I actually booked a holiday for the 12th of November I was like I'm gonna sit like in that last week I'm sure of it I had a gut feeling and I was like I'm gonna find out my results on a sunbed with a mojito to hand mm. no I'm finding out in this dark cold England on last Thursday of the month drinks especially if I'm not coming into work like no, no one will hear from me <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. Is it done? So that's how my week's been. Now it's just revision, revision, revision. But how have you been, girl? I've been good. I'm literally now starting my course. So I was like looking at the modules and all of that. And I was like, do you know what? It looks interesting. It's just the discipline, isn't it? Like it's just getting Mm -hmm. into the flow of studying again. That's what I need to revive myself to do. But yeah. Yeah, I'm already looking for it to be over. But I do think it will be enjoyable. <laughs> no, do you know what? There are parts where you sit there and you're like, this is so freaking interesting. Like, I'm so happy. I'm learning so much. I'm developing as a person. But then it's the test at the end. Yeah. Like, one little slip and they can be like, no, you failed. And it's just like, for fuck's sake, like, I actually worked hard for this. Yeah. <sighs> That's very true. Yeah, it's intense. It is intense. Fine. You're doing are you doing the CFA? Yeah. Girl, there's this girl who's like basically me, but the year below. She's got her APC this time next year. And she's like, just sit her just put herself in to do the CFA. She's like next level. I said. (laughs) No, but let me clarify, there's different types of CFAs. There's the CFA. I'm not doing that one. I'm doing basically because I work for an NGO. Any training that we do and stuff has to be through a partnership. And then they're like, oh, and we'll offer your um your employees like this training or whatever. So the one that I have, it's not the CFA, but it's one specific to the environmental finance side of things. Oh, Whereas the CFA is just finance. This one's like a climate finance one. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know how she's signing herself up to do your one and the CFA. That's crazy. And she paid for it out of her own pocket. I said, mm, some people are a bit inspiring, aspirational. Not As me. if I'm paying £500 to better myself. <laughs> That's called a flight. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, we love to hear it, guys. You know where our um, priorities stand. <laughs> but on that note, unless we've got any other updates... Shall we jump into our... We've got like a, a dumb bitch dilemma this week, guys. Someone's merged them into two, so... Yeah? Mm. Yes, let's read it out. Ratty. Oh, So, yeah, they said, my dumb bitch is also a dilemma. I quit my job without another one to hand. Yes, indeed. What a dumb bitch. That's not me saying <laughs> that, guys, by the way. This person wrote that. <laughs> no, but that is a dumb bitch move. You don't quit a job before you have a next one, unless you're going, like, travelling or something. What the hell? Yeah, it's a little tucky, it's a little tucky. <laughs> um, I had to give three months notice, so I wasn't worried, and my time in my current role had definitely expired. I was burnt out, not progressing, and in need of a new adventure. Issue is, those three months have flown, and I now only have one month left to find a new job. I am living at home with limited outgoings, fortunately, 
but still not ideal. Any tips? Um, don't quit your job when you don't have something else lined up. Girl, it's too late. That is bad advice. Guys, don't listen to Maggie. <laughs> Positive vibes over here. I'm glad that you saw that it was time for a new adventure and you took the steps and believed in yourself to do that. Well done, because that takes courage. Um, I think the, the good thing is you don't need to panic because you're living at home. So there's no stress of like, you haven't got kids, you haven't got financial outgoings, so you can breathe. Obviously, if you could go back in time, like ideally not for anyone else thinking about doing this. Um, <laughs> and I think the best bet is to just calm down, like, don't apply to 10 jobs in a day because you're just going to freak yourself out. They're not going to be tailored or personalized and you're not going to get anywhere. Like just take your time, mm. really think about like what, what career you want to do. Obviously you left this job for a reason. What, what are your like deal breakers now that you saw in this job that you don't want in your next one and really like find a job tailored to you that you can progress in. Yeah. I can't lie. I can't remember the last time I was jobless. Like I would say get a job in Tesco or something in the meanwhile. You can't be having zero income, Ellie. That's crazy. I have faith that they're going to find a job in in the field they want to go into. But yeah, maybe give it... The thing is, you don't want to put your energy into applying to like jobs that aren't in your industry that you think there's more positions mm. for. For example, retail, where there's like quite a few positions going, especially like getting towards Christmas. Um, And then not put your energy into the industry you want to go into. So like, I think you need to be careful with a balance. If you have friends or family that can hire you or something like that, or you're well connected in like a different industry for the time being, then call. Um, or if there is an old job that you used to have, like that you can go into for now, um, or a side hustle or something like that, call. But I'd say, yeah, focus your energies on the career you want to go into. Because it might make you look a bit like messy. Do you know what I mean? If you have hella different industries dotting your... Yeah, do you know what? It, applying for jobs is a full-time job. Like, mm. as you said, I don't think you should apply for, like, 10 jobs a day because they're not tailored to it, so you're just wasting your time. Like, spend more hours on one good job that you actually want to do. And you probably won't even get an interview, but just keep going until you do because that is the job market. And also, since you have so much time on your hands, reach out to people on LinkedIn and meet up with them for a coffee. Network, mm. build your network. And maybe there'll be like an apprenticeship here or like, uh, can I work shadow you here or whatever? So you, at least you're doing something if you're so concerned about getting your a job in your career field. Yeah. Or worst case scenario, apply for a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> Is then that you... not what we all do? Get a master's because you can't find anything else. Trust me, then you've got a year to find your career. Honestly. <laughs> um but yeah I think you'll be fine don't panic you've got backup like family and stuff that you're living with you'll be okay just yeah don't give anything to the job that you quit like you've got one month left so just use your time when you should be working looking for new jobs yeah yeah Sorry, that, that was mad judgmental for me <laughs> <laughs> no we've got to keep it real I love the realness like we do <laughs> we don't want to be letting other people listening to the pod thinking they can go and quit their job or just be jobless you know what I mean like <laughs> each of their own some people have the luxury some people don't so really think about your circumstances before you do something like that but if you find that your job is like not survivable then by all means your health is more important than anything so mm. quite right quite right fantastic 
And on that note, we won't do a dilemma today because I feel like that that touched our, our dilemma part of our pod. So yeah. we'll jump straight into the poll slash question of the week. What did so, we So actually, the reason I wanted to ask this question of the week is mm-hmm. because I was in the office the other day and um, every, loads of people were in because we had like a social after work. So there were loads of people in. And at the office, there's this fridge, like this big alcohol fridge. I've never touched it. Like, I will never go in there and get something because... Wait, it's open all day, every day from 9am? I mean, it's not locked, so I guess people could go in. No one does go in at 9am, but I guess people could, yeah, in theory. Wait, I'm sorry. So you get fruit five days a week and you have an alcohol fridge? Yeah. (laughs) NGO is this. I get fruit on a Tuesday and we get alcohol last Thursday of the month. So we share an office space with a corporate. So I think oh, it's... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we're moving oh, offices, so these luxuries are going to go away soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so we have an alcohol fridge. So it's Thursday. The clock strikes... It's not even five o'clock yet. These times it's like 4 p.m., yeah? Yeah, I love that. The, the clock strikes 1,600 o'clock. And this guy that I work with, who's an analyst, so he's like on my level, he goes into the fridge and gets a beer and starts drinking it at the desk. And I was like, you know, the CEO is in today. Like he's sitting next to me, like he's sitting opposite you. Like, like this is standard for us. Are you joking? On last Thursday of the month, you'll see people at their desk with beers. Yeah. Because it I'm... starts at like from 3.30 to 4. So people go upstairs, have a little bit of a mingle. Then if they have work, they'll come back down with their beer. I've never seen this before. So then, okay, this is mad because I was so culture shocked by this. Then, like, <laughs> I went into a meeting, blah, blah. So I didn't see him for a while. I was somewhere else. And then I came back to the desk and there was another one. I was like, oh, wow, you're on your second beer already. He was like, actually, it's my fourth. And I was like, oh, my how are you getting plastered in the office when no one else is drinking with you? Like, this yeah, is not a custom. Yeah, like no one else is doing it. And then he got up to probably get another beer. And the CEO came to um, talk to someone who he was sat next to. So he sat in his chair and he looked at the beers and he was like, wow, that's impressive. I'm just like, do you have no shame to drink beer in front of the CEO during office hours when no one else is doing it? And by the way, it's not our our alcohol fridge. It's the people that own the office. So we like we get a space because we're an NGO and they've like they're being nice to give us like a space in the office. But it's not our office. Social responsibility. Yeah. Oh my days. All right. Yeah, that's surprising. Like, wow. So I was like, it's given mad unprofessionalism. So but it's mad because you're not as shocked as I was. Yeah, I'm not as shocked. And also, I feel like when I look at beer, I just think of juice. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's given alcoholism. <laughs> please, please. I actually do like beer. Um, No, but like, when I see people with a bottle of beer, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like, the guys at work probably have about 10 a night. Would you think it's different if they had, like, a... If it was, like, a wine bottle? Uh, sorry, yes. not, a bo- not a bottle. A wine glass. <laughs> See, even a glass of wine, I feel like it's quite sophisticated. At your desk during office hours. That's four o'clock. <laughs> no, I literally, I was so shocked to my stomach. Like, I could not believe it. I think four is a bit wild. I think on a Thursday, last Thursday of the month, like, one beer, one glass of wine. I think that's fine. 
as long as you're being responsible, you're drinking responsibly. He was four down. Yeah, four down is when I'm like, are you all right, honey? Yeah. Oh, bad day. But... <laughs> anyway, I'll let you get on to the, the actual question. Yeah, so then it prompted this question of what comes to mind when you think of a professional. So we asked this on our poll and we've got a couple of responses. Um, so the first one, someone said, Makes me think of sports, so a professional football player, something like that. That person is definitely not a corporate babe. Not a corporate babe. Sports did not come to my mind at all. Never. Um. Also, sorry, I was talking in the office the other day, yeah, and I was like, yeah, because I'm a corporate babe, and then they were like, what the fuck is a corporate babe? Wait, you're joking. No one, the whole office, no one had heard of it. They didn't know about being a corporate babe? I had to pull up TikTok. <laughs> and I even used TikTok. I was like, nah, look, it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> Anyways, um, someone said top of their game. Right. I mean, I, I think of myself as a professional, but I'm not at the top of my game yet. Yeah, top of their game. Nah, doesn't I could I could see someone really chill, like a proper East Ender who runs their own like development firm. I've met people like that, and they're they're not that professional but they're top of their game you know what I mean but I think professionalism is not just about the corporate babes or the nine-to-five girlies and boys (laughs) it's like are you professional at the restaurant job that you work at like I need some professionalism like I went to an event the other day actually yeah I went to the an event the other day because um Joanna, who I live with, works in PR, and um, she got invited to a film screen, and she invited me as a, like a plus one. Exciting! But it was meant to start at seven, and the film didn't start till nine forty-five. And I'm like, where is the professionalism here? Oh, like, okay. it really pissed me off, and it pissed me off that they didn't apologize or address the fact that they were running mad late. And it's just like, I want professionalism everywhere I go. Like, if I'm in Nando's, be professional. Like, I just. I'm such a Karen about that, I can't lie. No, I respect that. I think maybe then professionalism is just, <laughs> this was in my revision, doing your job to a high like quality, a high quality, providing a high quality service. Do you know what I mean? Plus yeah. a high standard. It's just like being a professional, like just do your, do what your job role is, man. Just do it with dignity. Yeah. I hear that, I respect that. Do what you've been asked to do. Yeah. On that note, someone actually said having your shit together. Right. I think you're not being a mess. In between your nine to five, you should have the shit together. But whatever you do outside of that, have your shit not together if that's what you don't want to have. Like, (laughs) agreed. Yeah. Um. Someone said someone's serious. I think be serious, but be someone who's approachable, who's got personality. I'm trying to think of how serious applies. I do think, like, when I think professional, I think very stern and, like, just, I yeah. Not has their shit together, but knows their shit. Mm. Like, knowledgeable, but then also approachable. Yeah. Serious when you need to be serious, but not all the time. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. We'll do a couple more. Ha! <laughs> I feel like this is um, a uh, jab. Someone said, someone who does not put exclamation marks in their emails. Oh my gosh, not the attack. 
So basically, women are not serious. Um, but it's it's not. It's, this is so true, though. It's not given professional, though, is it? Why are you putting exclamation marks in emails? Like, why are you shouting? But I don't do it as shouting. I do it as like, oh. <laughs> like, um, thank you, like that. Thank you. So <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> that's that's me trying to be approachable <laughs> yeah i guess short and sharp could be professional if you're going to a client yeah i don't think i use exclamation marks as much when i'm replying to clients hmm. it depends if i know them or not if i've like worked with them quite a lot we've had a lot a lot of meetings they're like yay <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no i don't say yay but the, the exclamation mark says it for me yeah i hear you i hear you what else have we got um someone work focused yeah i guess just doing your job yeah like you said yeah someone who actually cares about their career and how they're perceived yeah but yeah no that's a good point you know i was speaking to someone once who like works in finance and they were saying that like they don't even have social media because but they were quite top of their game Mm. because it's like they the perception of what kind of character they put online could impact their professional career yeah sure it is weird guys we'll do another episode on this as well but you know like how typically the normal person has a personality outside of their job and a personality inside of their job Mm-hmm. because there is this whole like aura about acting professional imagine if like who you were in the office i'm not gonna lie mine kind of merged someone even said to me yesterday they were like wow they were like when you first started you did not sound like a londoner they were like you sound like a londoner now yeah that's like part of my probation so <laughs> um yeah i do feel like people tend to keep them separate i couldn't imagine being the exact same person i am outside of work inside of work no i'm definitely not yeah imagine being professional you're you're outside of the office like all the time imagine that being you your work no. you being your you you like yeah no 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 I but I, I'm like very heavy on the not being the same person in work and outside of work mm. like I'm so heavy on that although in saying that the people are starting to do a lot more things socially and they like want to do all of like these events and stuff. And I'm like, oh gosh, is my character going to start to break as I try to become friends with these people? <laughs> it's so hard. Like, I completely agree. I don't think you should mix business and pleasure. But like, I've given up. It's too hard. Because before I was basically being fake at work because I was just being all serious and like, mm. and now I'm just a mess, a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do one more on this and then move into move on to our next question? Yeah. Okay. So someone said, "Oh, someone who is able to talk regardless of the company they are in slash the audience." I don't think that's professionalism. I think that's just the character trait. Like, are you introverted, extroverted? Are you confident? Because, like, you can put me in a, a lot of situations and I'll find a conversation to have with someone. And at work or outside of work. But I think that's just, like, my character. I don't think that's anything to do with me being professional. Or is yeah, it? Yeah, I, I guess... Know. No, I hear what you're saying in terms of, yeah, being able to talk to anyone. I think, like, I think professionalism in that sense, in terms of being able to... What did that person say? Someone who's able to talk regardless of the company they're in. 
would be someone who's able to change their communication style. Uh, yes. Which I think is professional. But yeah, what you're saying depends on your character, for sure. So there's like yeah. a fine line. But to be, but that applies to social settings because, like, if I'm hanging out with people from Creedon, for example, like I've just met someone from Creedon, I'm like already I'm like, oh, I can really talk like myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. if I meet someone who's like, I don't know, like maybe they didn't grow up in this country or something, and their cultural awareness is like slightly different because of where they grew up. I try to not talk about certain things or like just mold myself to that person apparently this is a thing you know like everyone that you speak to it's like you pick up on their energy and like their behavior and you kind of mirror it like social cues yeah I can I can hear that like if someone's like busting mad joke you're more inclined to bust another joke (laughs) because you're in a jokey situation if you're having like it's like if someone's opening up, maybe you'll share like a little something because they've opened up. Like you're mirroring what you're receiving. Yeah, no, very true. Mm. I can see that. On that note, guys, we also asked people to tell us when, like Maggie's colleague, they knew or were the person who acted unprofessionally at work. So someone said, unprofessional is... Is a someone in my big corporate office stealing the plants? Do you know what? I have thought about this so much. I've never done I it. And I ne- no, I've never done it and I never will do it. But some office plants are really nice. Oh. Like, I wish I could take, you know, those. Um, the hanging one? No, the walls, the live walls. Oh. The green walls. I wish I could take one of those walls and put it in my flat. Like, that'd be so cool. They're really high maintenance. Yeah, um, so I know. No, thank you. But that's fucking hilarious. Are there not cameras in the office? In it? How do you get away with that? I do also that's think why. about at the office that I'm in at the moment. They have such nice sofas. Like I love them. And you know, do you remember when I was like looking for a sofa and then never ended yeah. up getting one, anyways? But I was like, gosh would that fit through the lift like probably not like how did they get it up here but <laughs> obviously I would never do it but like I have thought about it I have visions of you pulling up in like a, a DFS van sticking your sofa into the back <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah staying up in the office is unprofessional unless it's stationary I think that's fine and food I also think that's fine oh yeah food is fine yeah yeah Great. Glad, glad we agree on that <laughs> um <laughs> Someone said, when my co-worker swiped all my high-profile jobs from right under my feet. Now that is bad. Unprofessional. Unprofessional. And you're a waste. Think for yourself. Like, get your own jobs. Yeah, do not rate that in the slightest. So maybe being friendly and, like, a team worker, a team player is professional. A team player is a professional, yes. Because if you actually look at it, if you win, I win. And vice versa. Yeah. I love that attitude. Yeah, man. Someone else said, unprofessional is not knowing the the boundaries between a work event and a social event. Yeah. <laughs> That's fact. It's been there on that. Yeah, yeah. But then should people be allowed to just let their hair loose? Yeah, we're all human. I think... Like, when it's with clients and you're trying to impress, it's a different story. 
Mm, but when you're agreed. with colleagues, like for some people, their colleagues are actually like their best friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I know one of my sisters, her closest friends are her colleagues. To be fair, yeah. The like I'm actually going into the office more regular now. I actually am. Even my manager was like, Oh, wow. you're in the office like quite a lot these days. It's like I know it makes change but which means that I'm starting to find more commonalities with people and I'm like gosh if I did come in every day which no one in my company does because that's not what we do but if I did like I probably would become really close with these people like we do have a lot of things in common so I I see how that can happen yeah because like when you're young you make your friends in school in uni in sixth form or wherever you go so like it's kind of natural for your yeah. workplace people to become your friends but then I find it awkward I'm like where do I draw the line you can't be I feel like you can't be your full self yeah do you it's know weird. what that yeah I don't know because yeah I, I haven't been like that close to someone so I can't really comment but I'm I do imagine it's like oh you just never know. Yeah. One of my colleagues is like mad hot on like negative energy, people wishing bad things on him and like juju and stuff like that. And he's like so strict on it. He's like, no, I can't tell people stuff because they'll wish bad upon me. And then I'm like, oh, oh, it makes me nervous. Shall I not have told people stuff? Like, He's scared of like evil eye. Yeah. Mm. Serious. Yeah. That's true. That's real though. It is. Because we said this before in our Friends episode in season one, guys. But if you're getting mad close to someone and then you get a promotion and they don't, like, and they're going to start wishing bad on you. Yeah, some people some people do. And it will be your closest friends. Yeah. Yeah, it's techie. Mm. Um, someone said, I conducted an online interview while the candidate was laying in bed like we were pillow talking. <laughs> This sounds like one raunchy skit or something. What? So imagine you're doing an interview online with someone or over Zoom and they're just in bed talking to you. That is so unprofessional. Unprofessional. You're fired. You're not even hired. Sorry. (laughs) Exactly. That is terrible. No, sorry. Come on. I work from home, yeah? But best believe I'm going to have a professional work shirt on when I need a meeting. Like... Or something like I'm gonna no come on I'm gonna brush my hair if I have a meeting I'm not gonna be in bed are you joking? That's wild. But I'm trying to think through my head when this would be normal, and I just remember that the head of my team said when it was COVID he got really ill and he remembered conducting interviews from bed. But he was like they couldn't tell I was in bed. He had the thing up and he had like a shirt on. Oh, so there him. are reasons you might be in bed, but not fucking pillow talking. They shouldn't be able to see that you're in bed. It should not be evident. That you've your head is on a pillow. Are you mad? Professional. That is so unprofessional. Yeah, boy. That's awkward. Um, I have a colleague. Oh, last one, last one. I have a colleague that always takes domestic calls in the office. It's domestic like personal calls. Yeah, like um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've only had to do that once, but I go outside on the balcony. Like I don't, I don't take it in front of everyone. Yeah, no. Oh, I'm thinking now. I do do this, but I only do this after working hours. So if you stay late in the offices, that's my problem. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like my sister calls me and she's like, oh, telling me a funny story or something. Okay. But I'll go into a room maybe. I think it depends. Yeah. If it's like a phone call, like you're booking your dentist appointment, not that deep. If you're talking to your doctor, go to a private room. If it's like a friend saying like, oh, we're meeting for drinks at 6 p.m. in this location, not that deep. But if it's your friend like, girl, and you won't believe what he did next, go into another room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Or if like, when I think domestics, I think like arguments at home. Oh, they probably yeah. wasn't that, but if it's that, then bitch, you better leave the whole building and take a walk around the block. Like, one hundred percent. If you're gonna be shouting at your man, do it out. Actually, I want to hear. So maybe do it next to me. <laughs> don't, don't do it next to me, man. You'll distract me. <laughs> um, but those are examples of unprofessional people. Mad. Don't be one of them, guys. And on. Oh, I'm going to say, if you take anything from this episode, don't quit your job before finding another one and don't be unprofessional. Yes. <laughs> wow, it's given judgmental. Um, But on that note about being unprofessional... <laughs> sorry. Ew, that was so gross. <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I'm sick. I'm revising. Life's hard. <laughs> on the note of being unprofessional... I was on the tube this well, like two days ago, and I got the Metro newspaper. So I was like, let me flick through it and see what stories are about. And sorry, do you not feel germy flicking through newspapers on the train? I feel germy on the train anyway. Oh, stop. Yeah, but I don't. I don't get like a used one. I get the new ones. Oh, okay. I thought you meant you picked up one side, and I was like, mm, not sure how uh, I feel about that. You know the fresh print ones at the front, like oh, of nice. the station yeah i mean professional. they're probably still dirty anyways but anyways i wash my hands when i get into the office um but this article says ba as in british airways sacks pilot who boasted about topless cocaine binge before flight so then the, the article goes on to say a British Airways pilot has been sacked after bragging to a colleague about snorting cocaine off a woman's breasts hours before he was supposed to be flying back to the UK from South Africa. Do they not get drug tested before they fly? Apparently it's like, oh, I don't know, but I remember from our air hostess interview that we did in season one, it's like oh, random yeah. drug testing. It's not... But maybe for pilots, it should be. Yeah, I'm thinking you're not drug testing my pilot every time I get on the plane. How unsafe. Yeah, exactly. But so secondly, then... wild. That is an example of when you don't mix business and pleasure. Why are you telling people that? So he was even texting it to a colleague. So now there's proof. Like, the <gasps> this literally verbatim quoting what he, he was saying. Like, he was like, that's the story of how I ended up snorting coke off a girl's tits in Joburg. Um, but then that colleague raised an alarm for British Airways and British Airways then had to delay the flight for 24 hours because it couldn't find a suitable replacement. Bruv, there are so many things. One, that's why you can't trust people who you work with because they're going to cover their own backs. Like, me too. Sorry, I have an obligation to report something like that. Like, that's actually people's lives in danger. Yeah, exactly. That's quite serious. Yeah. Secondly... Training to be a pilot, we discussed this before, didn't your mum want to be a pilot? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Like, yeah. so hard. And now, just over one text, one silly action, your whole career is done forever and ever. So apparently the hold-up 
cost the airline a hundred grand because now you're having to refund people. If people had insurance, now they're claiming insurance. And then to Damn. that leads on to further delays because now you've had to get a replacement pilot. So where are you getting them from? Like, it's just, it's, yeah, like, and he apparently, it's really sad because he's like, he's a father of one from Devon. <laughs> I'm just oh. like, oh. So it's really pe- sad, guys, because despite the fact that he's not cocaine off a woman's tits, he's far from one from Devon. <laughs> he is, but imagine this being your dad. That, your dad. That's so embarrassing. In the newspaper, that's mad embarrassing. Yeah, fam. In the newspaper article, they literally have a picture of him. Like, it's there's no hiding for him. Like, this is. I always feel like so sympathetic for people, even when they make mistakes like this, like severe mistakes. I'm just like. Something led you to make that mistake. Maybe you had a bit too much to drink or it was just a bad day and it just happened. Maybe that just that one time. And because of that one time, your life is flipped upside down. I was thinking, yeah, whilst I was reading, I was like, damn, like what if this actually was a one-time situation? Yeah. Like what if it actually, he's not even like this. It just, he got caught up in the in the maddest of the South African sauce. <laughs> <laughs> And he actually, like, it was actually just an oopsie. But, I, and then I was thinking, is cocaine even that, I've never taken cocaine, obviously. <laughs> but, like, is it even that bad? Like, it's not like he was on LSD. Like, is he really putting passengers, if he took cocaine, like, 12 hours ago, wouldn't he be okay? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is Cocaine is an A-class drug, right? I don't know if LSD is. Um, yeah. I don't actually know the effects of cocaine. I don't actually know what it does to you. I, the only thing I know is that once you've done it, you want more because it gives you a high that you'll never get again, I think. Yeah, but it's not like a hallucinogen drug. It's just like mm. a like a energy. It just increases your heart rate, I think, something like that. Um, I don't know. This isn't the podcast for that. But like, <laughs> it's like, what, are people really... I don't know, but then would I feel safe flying with a pilot if I had I known, had I seen him the night before doing coke off someone's breast? Like, probably not. So, yeah. Most definitely fucking not, mate. Get off my flight. But it is so sad. It is sad. Like, when people make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. He should have called in sick. Yeah, he definitely should have been boasting about it. Yeah, I would have called in sick if I were him. But, yeah, careful who you trust at work. Also, don't do things like that. (laughs) (laughs) And into our final part of our episode, guys, our glass door review. So as always, it's a negative one because people just ain't happy with their jobs. People don't want to work. People don't want to have to work to earn money, basically. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. These days. I actually put into the, I'm waffling now. I need to go revise. Like, what am I doing? I actually put into the £10 image draw yesterday. I was like, what is that? win. Oh my god, you don't know what the amazed draws are. Is that a postcode lottery thing or no? No, it's the house one. So they buy houses in different parts of like the country or the world. I think there's one in like Marbella or something. And you pay ten pound and you go in and half over half, I think, of the proceeds go to charity. And then the rest probably pays for the houses and the staff or whatever. And like, yeah. Oh, I hope you win. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh <laughs> I'm pretty sure it got drawn. It would have got drawn already, I don't know. Um there was no high hopes, but I just thought for charity yeah um right so to round off simply unethical in the way they conduct business pros the technology is interesting but they fear letting anyone look at it 
they expect you to take their word that it works without any testing. Sorry, the people who buy shit without looking at it, that's your own. <laughs> Secondly, cons. Unethical in their behaviour. They have more broken relationships and unpaid bills from the past, with lots of mud slinging from their slack side even. Advice to management. Stand behind your word and stop thinking you do not have to do any of the work. You need help because your investors have become so tired of the stories. Oh, okie dokie. <laughs> That's mad. Imagine selling a product that you're not letting anyone see. How do people, how do you even get, you must know how to talk the talk if you're getting investors without letting them use your product. This is what happened to um, that Elizabeth Holmes woman. She was selling, so she invented, well, she was on track to invent this machine that could detect diseases from a single drop of blood. But the machine hadn't been developed yet. They were developing it. But she managed to, she became a billionaire from a product that didn't fully work yet, that was not ready for market launch. But it was literally because she was like really business savvy and got like investors on board and stuff like that and like bullshitted her. She's in jail now for fraud. <laughs> or fraud of like that company. I read a book about something like that, you know. There's a series on um on Disney Plus. It's called The Drop or something like that. Dropout or something like that. It's um got Amanda Seyfried, she's the main actress. It's really good. But yeah, like you some people really a lot of companies are just bullshitting their way. And then hopefully they have the right product at the end when they've got the investment. Those high stress environments, whew, not for me, boy. I like my little, what do you call it? A soft life. Soft life. And on that note, guys, if you have anything to tell us, anything you want to share with our listeners, our community, send it in to grownupsthepodcast.gmail.com or DM us at grownupsthepodcast on TikTok, YouTube and Instagram. Thanks, everyone. Bye.